It seems to me that the artist struggle for his integrity is a kind of metaphor, must be considered as a metaphor for the struggle which is universal and daily of all human beings on the face of this terrifying globe to get to become human beings. It is not your fault, and it is not my fault that I write. I would never become before you in the position of a complainant for doing something that I must do. What we might get at this evening if we are lucky, if the mic doesn't fail, if my voice holds out, if you ask me questions, is what the importance of this effort is. It would seem to me that, however arrogant this may sound, I want to suggest two propositions. The first one is that the poets, by which I mean all artists, are finally the only people who know the truth about us. Soldiers don't, statesmen don't, priests don't, union leaders don't. Only the poets. That's my first proposition. The second proposition is what I really want to get at tonight. And it sounds mystical, I think, in a country like ours and at a time like this, but something awful is happening to a civilization when it ceases to produce poets, and what is even more crucial, when it ceases anywhere whatever to believe in the report that only poets can make. People, millions of people, whom you will never see, who don't know you, never will know you, people who may try to kill you in the morning, live in a darkness which if you have that funny, terrible thing which every artist can recognize and no artist can define, you are responsible to those people to lighten that darkness and it does not matter what happens to you. You are being used in the way a crab is useful, the way sand certainly has some function. It is impersonal. This force which you didn't ask for and this destiny which you must accept is also your responsibility and if you survive it, if you don't cheat, if you don't lie, it is not only you know, your glory, your achievement. It is almost our only hope. Because only an artist can tell, and only artists have told, since we have heard of man, what it is like for anyone who gets this planet to survive it. What it is like to die. 
or to have somebody die. What is it like to fear death? What is it like to fear? What is it like to love? What is it like to be glad? Hymns don't do this. Churches really cannot do it. The trouble is that although the artist can do it, the price that he has to pay himself and that you, the audience, must also pay is the willingness to give up everything to realize that although you spent 27 years acquiring this house, this furniture, this position, although you spent 40 years raising this child, these children, nothing, none of it belongs to you. You can only have it, you can only have it by letting it go. You can only take if you are prepared to give. And giving is not an investment. It is not a day at the bargain counter. It is a total risk of everything, of you, of who you think you are, who you think you'd like to be, where you think you'd like to go, everything. And this forever. forever. very indicative of the topic I want to tackle later and um, I just James Baldwin it was just such a notable figure in history to me he is, he's an influential character he's one of my role models he was a writer a philosopher and a civil rights activist and a poet as well and and his art, his art form, he was able to translate ideas and perspectives and, you know, push push for equality. And not only that, but he just had, like, such a fond love for the arts. And he just wanted them to be preserved. And I think that's very important. This day of age, um, this the world is changing constantly. I mean... We are like living through a pandemic. If that's not, you know, out of the normal, then I don't know what is. 
Um, but yeah, this is the first episode of Rolling the Dice. I'm your humble, gracious host, Ed Lamar G. Petion, and I bring to you uh, episode one. And rolling the dice, it, it's actually uh, a play on words. Um, dice is the group, my group, my collective. It stands for diversity, inclusion, cultural editorial. And uh, what we want to do is just bring bring about just factual information. Uh, not even that, but create a hub of information and resources. Um, create a conversation with experts, um, intellectuals, with politicians. Just be a, a hub of information and resourceful information. Uh, I keep saying information, but um, of just of just ideas, ideas and knowledge, um, and put it to some use by just giving it to young people those of us who are trying to find out who we are so in essence it it is a perspective campaign focused on bringing uh, accredited research and information corroborated by scientific studies through independent and collaborative research um and we we partnered with the university of minnesota uh, who has a division which is the national resource for immigrants and we want to bring useful information that's been peer-reviewed which has been you know just researched and just analyzed to a demographic to us young people who do find us find ourselves on social media where it does seem like a lot of misinformation and conspiracies uh muddy the waters of what it can what is actually true and what isn't and uh we are you know susceptible to this misinformation um it's not a it's not because we are gullible but it's because we are just exposed to so much content that's so much like so much of our days are consumed by being on our phone or being on our tablets and being on our iPads and on our computers. And it's just how quick this information goes into our like, goes into our brain into, we can't even process it. It's just that we keep, like we see, we see this information and then we, we retain it. And it comes to the point where some of us find ourselves arguing points or, you know, just like statements and sayings believing that they are true but they aren't backed by any concrete evidence just our beliefs and what we saw on the internet so we plan on using a variety of uh, resources and tools to be able to um, convey information and uh, factual information and you know provide the truth in a way i see dice as a a tool a tool that can help us and people navigate through life Um, the success can be defined in a bunch of different ways 
it is not one set in stone way it isn't just go to school get a degree and you know you're successful you're you're set for life there's other ways to find success there's other ways to get to the point in life that you want to to be um i see i use this analogy quite often i feel like we're building that, that we're okay so i'm gonna use uh car analogies because you know i just i like that it makes sense it's something that we all can relate to and in a sense i'm, I'm bringing you along for this ride god is rolling the dice and i want you to just you know you know sit tight buckle up uh, you might be on some rocky roads you might have some you know, turbulent conversations but we also are going to pick up hot pit stops and pick up passengers who are going to be individuals who who have you know some form of insight some form of understanding of some area of expertise whether it be a expert on mental health or covid or just the state of politics or you know just inform individuals i just want to bring anyone on here who has who comes who comes from anywhere honestly who just has an interesting perspective who's just an interesting person like honestly i i just want to just get their take on things um people who i feel like and who can provide uh, an important resource and i feel like just communication um is is something us humans thrive on and I feel like that's the best way to just translate literally is the best way to translate information or just um knowledge in general so along this ride you know we're gonna pick up a couple passengers and i don't know where we're heading but we're uh the goal is um that everyone who listens and who's who rides along with us is, is take something from the conversation um Oh, but back to my analogy. My analogy was um, I see life as or the point in life where most of us young people are is there's a goal, there's a destination that we have crafted, that we have believed, um, to, we have wanted to like to go after and achieve. And we don't have a GPS. So if like if we're in a car, like, we have no means to get to where we want to go. So we have to take it upon ourselves and construct the road there because we don't know how to get there. So we're building this road towards its destination and we have to make sure we use the right tools. We have to make sure we use the, the right, you know, necessary just items to create a strong foundation, just strong enough to carry us to that goal, to that location. Um, along the way the road might wind you might have to avoid obstacles overcome obstacles you might have to fill up some potholes or just be able to you know go around rivers and hills and be able to be adaptable but uh when we finally get to where we're going then we will have this nice road uh that we created for ourselves and if it's strong enough and with if you were able to do it on our own integrity and merit, you know, maybe it'll be strong enough to carry others, those who come after us. And that's that's kind of what I want to do with Dice. I want to be able to help build that infrastructure of information, knowledge. I want this to be I want this to be an area 
uh, to uh, host conversations that can help us. Um, I didn't have that much help. Uh, I should introduce myself. Um, I'm at Lamar Petion. I'm a business student at the University of Maryland. Um, I'm a first-generation college student, and I'm the son of Haitian immigrants. So it was expected of me to do certain things, and I had to, you know, carve out my own dream out of all these expectations. But I grew up um, knowing that I wanted to live my life um, better um, to a point where I can be comfortable and also to make my parents proud because I knew they had they had it harder than I did. And but I hope that I can end this generational curse, especially played by many of us black people um, of just you know not living as comfortable as our you know white counterparts or those of us who are i mean you know more well off so my my parents grinded and they did all they could sacrifice so much for success and i i was blessed enough to have them raise me in a way to you know put my success first i mean not even put my success first but just to have goals, to have aspirations, and to want to achieve them, and uh, somehow along, somewhere along the way, I became an artist, and uh, I I grew in love with just the arts in general. I'm music, I'm a music buff. I love music. I love, I draw, I paint, um, and uh, yeah, I just I feel like the arts, in a sense, is fading. And I want to talk about that a little bit briefly. Um, on this first episode, I'm I'm here by myself. Uh, uh, I will have guests on soon, and uh, this I won't keep the conversation too going uh, going on for too long. But um, I do just want to talk uh, to to the to the clip I had in the beginning of James Baldwin, and he mentions the importance of arts. And I kind of want to talk about the death of it. Uh, but you'll get into that later. I want to talk more about DICE, um, the social media initiative, uh, a campaign created um, to just bring research and information corroborated by scientific studies through independent collaborative research um, in collaboration with the University of Minnesota. And um, we plan on using a combination of just, you know, infographics, quotes uh, of this podcast, videos, interviews, and just visual storytelling through um, me creating comic strips, editorial cartoons, etc. to just translate information in a more relatable and easily digestible way to provide an accurate insight on important topics in regards to social, economical, physiological, and institutional issues ranging from a local scale like where we're based in maryland to um eastern shore maryland to a global scale um with issues uh, obviously with issues like uh partisan politic politics um to covid which is a worldwide issue um speaking about covid there is a lot of misinformation that is being spread and a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of things are going rampant on social media. So part of DICE's mission is 
to uh, tackle this time-sensitive matter, which is COVID-19. It is a pandemic. It is a worldwide issue. And is in a very, very telling problem, especially in um, the United States of America, where we tend to let um, partisan politics and other factors play a role in our decision-making when, in reality, we have to take it upon ourselves to just protect our family, friends, and loved ones. Um, obviously, one of the most, uh, you know, strongest ways to fight and combat this virus is herd immunity. The only way that can be achieved is through everyone being vaccinated. And with uh, many people, you know, being hesitant or not taking the vaccine, especially us young people who um, have affected a lot of people in our lives. You are around a lot of older individuals and young individuals especially those of us who are in school, those of us who are working, we interact with a lot of people. So to keep those people safe, we must vaccine, I mean, vaccinate. And in this segment I want to have on every episode is the Daily Dose, where I just provide just insight and information on um, COVID-19. Uh, so first off, there's 195,343,000 cases worldwide with 4,182,000,000 deaths, but we also have 177,000,000 individuals recovered and a total of 35,000,000 total cases. Um, oh, 35,000,000 total cases in the United States. Uh, so just zooming in on the United States, we have 35,000 new cases, 627,000 total deaths and 132 thousand new deaths no 132 new deaths sorry um so as of right now our main issue is the delta variant and uh some background on the variant or why variants even exist is viruses are always changing and uh, when big changes like this happen uh scientists create uh, a name for it or it's, a, it's called a variant and these variants uh, can disappear and never cause harm, but the, there's other variants which can be more, more harmful and more easier to spread. Um, and they can be also harder to treat and, and sometimes can be more fatal. And when these, fatal, when these variants occur, um, scientists and experts want to monitor them more closely. So many variants of the COVID-19 have already been discovered and are being monitored. And one of the, the leading the most, uh, you know, um, variant that we heard the most of is the Delta variant. The Delta variant is one of the COVID-19 variants that the scientists are monitoring. And this one was first discovered in India in December 2020. Since then, it has spread to 90 countries and it's made its way in the U.S. in March 2021. And it is already the most common variant in the United States. Now, some co some common questions about the Delta variant are, why are people worried about the Delta variant? And the main two reasons why experts are worried about the Delta variant is first, it spreads more easily between people. And second, um, there's like a worry that the there's a concern that the Delta variant might cause more severe illness. Um, Another question is, are vaccines effective against the Delta variant and other variants? 
And right now, scientists think that the COVID-19 vaccines in the United States are effective against the Delta variant. Other variants that have been discovered for vaccine with two doses. Um, it is important to complete both doses for greater protection. Um, um, and there's uh, other questions like, can people get COVID-19 even after being fully vaccinated? And if so, does that does this mean the vaccine does not work? For every vaccine, not just the COVID-19 vaccine, there was like a very small, minute chance that you can still be affected even after being fully vaccinated. No vaccine is 100% effective in every person. This means that there will be a small number of people who will get COVID-19 even if they are fully vaccinated. However, these people are very unlikely to get seriously ill or be hospitalized, and it's extremely unlikely that they will die from COVID-19. So these are just some common questions and some answers um, provided by the University of Minnesota in collaboration with um, Diversity and Inclusion Culture Editorial, the National Resource Center for Refugees and Inf Immigrants and Migrants uh, Division. And also, I just want to um, let you guys know that this this podcast and slash radio show is brought to you by um, Rebirth, uh, an organization, a nonprofit organization based in Salisbury, Maryland who has been providing help and resources to immigrants and just those um, less fortunate uh, for it's been it's been a very a very helpful organization uh, and this podcast is the show is airing on the radio station owned by rebirth and we're doing our part in helping the community by just giving this information out you know um, Back to James Baldwin, and the topic I want to talk to about is the importance of art. Um, James Baldwin mentions the integrity of an artist and how how hard it is to become an artist. I know it sounds, you know, kind of superficial. Like some people look down on the arts, and what we must, you know, realize and understand is arts arts is, is is introspective it's a part of what makes humanity different from animals like it gives us you know substance it it's uh, a medium for us to express ourselves that's one that's one thing that you know most of us have like music shapes many different cultures art is a can be a medium to just just be able to you know show who you really are you embrace yourself you're able to dance when you dance is that's you coming and enjoying the music that's how you identify with the music that's when how you are able to just sometimes people use it to relax sometimes people use it to just get excited it's just the arts is a part it's been so ingrained in history like literally cavemen were painting on walls and music has always been a thing since like someone knew to bang on rocks or whatnot but um i feel like we are at a time and james also mentions this that where the arts are ignored and not as valued as they were in the past and this is i think is because of modern conventions but like the iphone or you know mobile phones and computers and tablets and tvs and streaming and on demand everything but i feel like we must like realize that that is also a result of an artist's craftsmanship 
an artist had to design the iPhone, the perimeters of how the iPhone would be made and how its components would be, you know, made, put together. Um, uh, literally, social media, when you look at any screen, that's an artist's vision for how he wants to compile that that like information or whatever is on the screen to you like literally and we innovate on these things and maybe that's a detriment to the arts in general but i feel like we just we have to get back to the basics of the traditional arts and we can't ever ever let that leave um us as a collective as a people it is something that is truly important and something that's very indicative of of humanity of our humanity in the past these these artists were like looked up as like just like like people who weren't even mortals like immortals like they were like people when you're given this gift this talent this ability to express whatever you're feeling emotions and it wasn't even just their own emotions it was just collectives um i remember reading this article that mentioned that art and some of like the most you know transformative and innovative art comes in times of turmoil during rebellions during uh you know revolutions that's when you see art when that's when you see like people like the best poets uh maya angelou uh artists like picasso it's just you see so much art and it's just it's like a reaction to us um as of human that he, us humans have um certain situations is, is like an extension of who we are literally i feel like in a sense poets in the past were the voices of the people um painters they recreated the worlds they lived in and in a sense they recorded history the philosophers they were able to capture the state of the human mind at that time and and to be able to just you know just think like think revolutionary you know envelope pushing ideas it, it was literally literally a made probably amazing time to live in during the exploration of, of all this art like um, i can't even i can't even put it in words uh it's just funny because there's a whole art form of poetry and i feel like poetry is one of the most beautiful art forms because it's literally taking uh something that's uh like set in stone like a structure like the alphabet or just words in general and crafting them in a way to create something beautiful out of something that can be mundane like everyday conversation and i feel like we must maintain the arts and with dice with the diversity and inclusion culture editorial i want to maintain the arts i want to use the arts as an instrument to educate young people but not only that but to just bring us together and hopefully uh create a better world out of it um yeah i just i'm an artist so I, i'm just very passionate about this this the subject and this topic because i feel like um i feel like i i not not only me but just a lot of people they just don't give art the credit it, it deserves and you know maybe it has become a little uh, i can't find the word for a little mainstream or you know not taken as serious as it could have been as it can be but it is it is the pinnacle of our modern day society and it still serves its purpose and it's still 
it still is an outlet for human emotion and expression so i just want to uh leave you guys on that on that note uh just suggesting that we just you know appreciate the art you see around you make art you don't have to be like expert professional i mean yes it, uh, it does help to be you know trained or taught to study but literally anybody is able to make anything and whatever you make up is is going to be beautiful and it's going to be amazing because we are we all have the ability to express ourselves and that's what we should do so uh once again i want to thank you guys for tuning in i want to thank rebirth i want to thank the university of minnesota i want to thank um this viewership uh follow us on all platforms we'll be on anchor um the dice media network follow us on instagram at, at the dice network that is at t-h-e-d-i-c-n-e-t-w-o-r-k um you'll also be on tiktok soon we have uh, more episodes coming out um yeah just thank you guys for tuning in stay safe and stay healthy covid is real it is dangerous and we can we will be able to overcome it with the help of all of us as a collective um so yeah uh thank you for tuning in and i appreciate every single one of you listening and i hope you all just well amazing things and tune in next time well i'll probably have a guest actually i will have a guest and and in the future. In the future.